Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Check one, one, two, check, one, one, two, check, 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 check. Is this on? Tell me, tell me when we are, uh, we're rolling and we will go ahead and start. Uh, microphone check, one, two, one, two, two, Micronesia, Micronesia, Philodendrum, Philodendrum, one, two, one, two, one, two. How are the levels? Are we getting good levels? Just just tell me when we're ready, okay? Tell me. Mm, that's a good apple. Ah. Hey, I think, I think Nothing like an apple and coffee. Ah. Just tell me when we're rolling. I think we're going. We are? Okay, why didn't anyone say anything? Hmm? Just tell me when we're rolling. Okay, I think we're going. We, we were rolling. Since yeah. when? This whole time? Yeah. Oh, crap. Come on, Nick. She's Louise. <sighs> okay, so we're rolling. Thumbs up from Nick? Rolling. Okay. <clears throat> I gotta choke down this apple. <clears throat> Hello, friends. This is Ron Burgundy, and this is the Ron Burgundy Podcast. Cue music. I said cue music. We don't... We don't... We don't have music? Okay, we need to work on that. Once again, this is Ron Burgundy, and you are listening to the Ron Burgundy Podcast.
This is our initial launch into the podcast space, and I, I want to welcome you, the listener, to this journey we are about to take together. A journey that I think you will find fascinating, I hope informative, and at times terrifying. I know that right now I'm a little terrified because I don't know what a podcast is. When the men in the gray suits approached me about recording my voice for a series of discussions, musings, interviews, etc., my curiosity was piqued. So I asked, is this played out on the radio? They said no. Then I thought, well, okay, well, we'll just record it on a bunch of cassette tapes and mail them out and hope that we get the money back. Sort of an honor system? The men in the gray suits all laughed and said, Ron, this is why you're a genius. And I said, well, I'll never correct you on that statement. Again, shrieks of laughter. This meeting was going well, and I wasn't about to admit that I still didn't have the faintest idea of what a podcast was. I'll be honest, it had been a while since I'd had a meeting like this, where people were interested in what I had to say, and I thought it was entertaining. It felt good. How did they find out where I lived? Can it, Ron? Don't ruin the good vibes, I thought to myself. The men in the gray suits said I would have complete and utter journalistic control over all of my podcasts, and with that, they left. And here we are. Just you and me and a whole buttload of time to discuss anything. And I mean anything. By the way, I did look up the meaning of podcast. It is a digital audio file made available on the internet for downloading to a computer or mobile device, typically available as a series, new installments of which can be received by subscribers automatically. So there. Easy, right? So I just... Speak into the microphone, and then a, a, a digital audio file is constructed by, by Nick, our engineer, and then he delivers it by car or airplane to the internet. And then those guys do their thing, and whammo, instant podcast. Every installment will be an adventure that I will rip into like a juicy porterhouse steak. Just like the ones they've served at Balbanados, just north of Old Town in San Diego. Since 1965, Jim and Jackie Balbonado have been serving the greatest cuts of meat and wild game. And listen to this. They've only been shut down 11 times. That's pretty good, considering they have whole roasted camel on the menu. Anyone who has tried to prepare and cook camel meat knows it just doesn't keep. Balbonados. When it's time to fine dine and drink a little wine, it's Balbonados. What's that? You can't I can't. Oh, I can't read my own ads. Right. Okay. Well, no one told me that. So. <clears throat> Sorry. I. The voice that you're hearing in the back there is Carolina. Uh, Carolina is our show producer, and just a. She's a fantastic lady, and why don't why don't you get a little closer to the mic so everyone can hear you? Okay. Uh, hello. There you go. Great. Hello, Carolina. How do you, how do you feel about the show? Oh. I think it'll uh, be pretty good. I don't know. I mean, it's it's sort of up to you, Ron. Well, I <laughs> I think it'll be up to all of us, you know, to pull our own weight. Uh, yeah, but still, it's your podcast. Okay, right. 
But now, now I feel weird, like you're judging me. No, 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 I'm not. I'm. This is weird. Sorry, I don't mean to be weird. I just no, think, it is. I think the show is going to be great. I feel weird. I like. I don't want to continue. No, Ron, stop. You're fine. The show is going to be great. <sighs> Do you mean that? You're not just saying that. Let's just have a great um, first podcast episode. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's just get this one down. Nick, the engineer, will make sure he downloads it into the audio file and he delivers it to the fine men and women at the internet and then we can breathe a sigh of relief. (laughs) Yeah, no, that sounds great. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Okay. Once again, our producer, Carolina, she is top-notch, a real smart cookie, went to Sarah Lawrence, which I always thought was a made-up school. No, it's real school, Ron. Very good. Great. Did you like your time at Sarah Lawrence? Oh, yeah. No, I, it was so fascinating. I studied um, American literature right. um, from the 19th century. And um, then I got actually an internship at NPR. Um, and from then on, I uh, moved to... Uh, Is there LA. a Tom Jones University? No. I don't think I don't think there is. Um, maybe in Scotland. I don't mm. know. Well, I think there should be one, especially if Sarah Lawrence got her own school. You know, like I said, this will be a journey, and I want to be upfront with you. We're going to make some mistakes along the way. I may get a fact or two wrong, but I will always issue an apology, and Carolina will fact check us at the end of each broadcast. And finally, I want to thank you, the listener for indulging me on what could become the greatest chapter of my career or complete and utter failure. In some ways, and I don't want to come off as crass, but now I think I know how Neil Armstrong felt. One giant step for man, one giant leap for all the other people. Powerful words from a powerful man. So please, come with me. Let me be your Neil Armstrong, or your Lance Armstrong, or any of the Armstrongs. Let me guide you to the truth by doing the only thing I know how to do. Speak from my fart. Damn it. I meant to say heart. We can can edit that out, right? Yeah. Okay, thank God. Okay. I I wrote heart, and I wrote, I even wrote a symbol of a heart but I was, I'm nervous. <laughs> so, <clears throat> all right, let's take some calls. Caller number one, you're on with Ron Burgundy. What's on your mind? Oh, no, Ron, there aren't any callers. No callers. Okay. So, and let me ask, what? why aren't there callers? Oh, no, there are not any callers because there, there won't be any callers on this. Because we didn't get the phone lines set up? No, because people aren't listening in real time. Check. Got it. Okay. No callers. Great. So for our first episode, I've decided we'll lean on the old podcast form that never ceases to fail. Yes, that of the true crime podcast. They're incredibly popular, wouldn't you say, Carolina? Yeah, probably the most popular podcasts have to do with true crime investigations. There's no question. I mean, yeah, there's other popular genres, but... But it's white hot. The True Crime podcast form is white hot. Sure. I mean, it's not just hitting. It's been a trend for probably at least three, four years. But it's molten white hot. 
it's good. It's a good. It's like a bucket full of lava. It's um, it's a, it's an okay thing to choose for an episode. Everyone wants to know about the sickos out there. That's the bottom line. What they've done and what they'll do next. I know you listeners out there are sitting in your cars right now, eating some cold hummus wrap from Whole Foods, waiting for the blood splatter analysis. And I've got it. And it's bloody. And it's everywhere. Boy, is it disgusting. And with that, welcome to True Crime. But first, let's do our movie reviews segment. A Star is Born. Someone finally told my story. (laughs) I've never spoken to Bradley Cooper, but he obviously knows who I am. I used to hide my singing voice just like Goo Goo Gaga, but now I'm more brazen than ever. There aren't enough stories out there about straight, white, red-blooded males, and when I saw that my story was finally being told, I tell you, I was shaking in my boots. That being said, I did leave as soon as I finished my popcorn, got some more, and then drove home. So, I didn't quite finish seeing the movie. Is that how you see movies? Once I'm done with my popcorn, I bounce. Oh, that's so... Yeah, you can just get popcorn at home and... That's just the way I've done it. Okay. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah, sure. I just... I think you'd want to know what happens. But Goo Goo Gaga is a real talent. I'm just telling you right now. Right. It's Lady Gaga. But her first name is Goo Goo. I think her name is Stephanie, actually. Oh. Then why does she go by Lady Goo Goo Gaga? Lady Gaga. And I think it's just more of like a stage name. She's a pop star. Oh, it's a stage name. It's like a, a name you have to... Actors have to do because their name is already taken by the Screen Actors Guild. Things like that. Uh, Yeah, sure. So someone had already taken Stephanie. No, I think it was more she wanted to perform as Lady Gaga, so she... But why would she choose the name Lady Gaga? Um, You know what? That's something you'd have to ask her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a whole nother podcast. So, back to our murder episode. Uh, Carolina, let's, uh, let's go ahead and take a caller. Oh, no, we, um, we can't take a caller. I told you. Christ, Carolina, you, do you pay these producers to say no? I get that for free at home with my wife. (laughs) Are you, are you married? No, but for the sake of the joke, I am. Okay. We are, uh, we're going to take a look at a few cases. Um, some of these will shock you disturb you, and most of all, perplex you. But we'll get to the bottom of them all. First up, cue scary music. Thank you. This one is a murder case in Arizona. A woman named Mackenzie Rothkamp was accused of murdering her husband, Harold Rothkamp. Two knife jabs in the chest. Police found Mackenzie's fingerprints on the knife that was later identified as the murder weapon. And after her arrest, they interrogated her for a cool 20 minutes. In the interrogation room, Mackenzie confessed that preceding a jealous row, she did indeed kill him. The jury sentenced her to 20 to life and that was that. So we got uh, we got one down. Okay. I mean We did one. 
Uh, are there any other details? Like, do we know the if the confession was coerced or if the fingerprints were just on the knife because it was her knife at home or... Yeah. You know what? I think we just trust the process. You know, it seems like everyone did their job. It's a beautiful system. Zero holes in it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this was our investigative... Let's, okay. move, let's move on to the next okay. one. Okay. <clears throat> Cue scary music. A series of gruesome murders in the Sierra Nevada mountains. A trail of blood led the detectives to their victims' bodies. And the murderer was later identified as local bartender Fred Oxhorn. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Fred Oxhorn? Yeah, that's what it was in. Wait, Fred Oxhorn? It was in the case file. By the stars of CGI, it's Fred. Oh, Fred. I know Fred. I love Fred. Are you serious? You know Fred. You know him. No. Yeah, he was one of my favorite bartenders in Pasadena. He, he bartended at the 35er. He's great. What a great guy. I think he's a really... Reading this file, it was shockingly violent. I mean, if, 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 if it was after last call, he'd take us to his shed in the back for a drink. He's, he's a beautiful collection of animal hides. Oh, my God. Yes. And there's no way he did this. Not my Fred. Not my Fred Oxhorn. I think he confessed... Um... And if it is him, I bet there's an explanation. Yeah. That reminds me, by the way, I've got to call Fred. Call Fred. Carolina, please remind me before I leave today. I've got to call Fred Oxhorn. Okay. To set up a lunch date. Sure. I think he's in prison. I and mean... we're, we're going hiking in the Anzaborego Desert. Okay. On to the next one. <clears throat> Cue scary music. This one is called the Zodiac Killer. A serial killer who taunted the press with bizarre codes that looked like little hipster tattoos. Interesting background for the Zodiac Killer, he was raised in Houston, Texas, and he actually attended Princeton, and then Harvard Law. Pretty impressive. Wait a second. He worked in the White House for George W. Bush and was instrumental in the 2000 Florida presidential recount is now working as a senator in Texas. Born Rafael Edward Cruz, he changed his name to appear more American and is now called Ted Cruz. And he's doing quite well for himself. His wife just revealed that they cannot afford a second home, but to suffer is to be human. So that just goes to show it doesn't matter how many people you kill in San Francisco, you'll be just fine. Interesting. These are fascinating. They're bone chilling. They are chilling me to the bone. Yeah, I mean, that one is... uh... The Zodiac Killer. Okay. A.K.A. Ted Cruz. Senator Ted Cruz. So that's who that is. Well, it's actually... That's more of a internet rumor. There's Hmm. not a lot of evidence to... But I just read the evidence. I mean, this is something you wrote. I mean, attended Princeton, then Harvard Law? Add that up? Those people are nuts. That's a crazy combination there. That's a lethal cocktail. Princeton and Harvard Law? Cuckoo! I just think that's a smart person, probably. I mean, not that he's someone I like. These cases have been fascinating. I mean, they seem pretty open and closed. Um... 
Yeah, but, you know, they're murder cases. I just thought we'd have cases that were a little more perplexing that we could go into. I found them all astonishing I and perplexing. I don't know. Great work. This was wonderful. In fact... This is all your stuff. You wrote this on your phone. I know. I'm telling myself. Great oh, okay. work, Ron. Great work. If you're listening in your car, why don't you pull over to a rest stop, and it's a good time to take a urination break, like I'm going to do right now. We'll be right back. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we are back here at the Ron Burgundy Podcast. We are doing a, a very... Very intriguing podcast today, um, where we have been talking about true crimes, cold case murders, and it is so far so good. Right, Carolina? I think we're knocking it out of the park. Yeah, no, I mean, there's some factual stuff that we have to go over, but... Um, but other than that, A+. plus. Um, right now, we're joined by a very esteemed forensic psychologist... Dr. Scott Musgrove. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Yes, yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, thank you for joining us here. 
It's um, a privilege. Thank and, you. And thank you for uh, for giving us insight with your your valuable expertise. Let me ask you this question. What exactly does a forensic psychologist do? So a forensic psychologist uh, works at the intersection between the realm of mental health and the realm mm-hmm. of the legal system. So in our training, our expertise in education, we provide information, evaluation, and assessment to the legal proceeding community. So we might go to court uh, as expert witnesses on sure. a person who's committed crimes or been accused of committing crimes in the community, and we evaluate whether or not their mental health may have had an impact on that. Interesting. And did you have to go to school for that, or can you just say, hey, I'm a forensic psychologist. I can read people. No, that would be frowned upon. It's it's a doctoral degree. It's, it's a, a doctoral, doctoral degree. Yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. You are a doctor. I read that. Yeah. So how, how many years of schooling did you have to do? Uh, for, for the master's and doctoral, it's altogether about uh, six years of school plus. So this isn't yeah. this isn't baby games here. This is real life drama. You're a real doctor. Yes. So I have these horrible bunions, and they are putting such pressure on. I can't wear a dress shoe. I have to wear these really thick orthopedic shoes, and I don't know what to do about them. Sounds- Would you recommend surgery? Well, that would be out of my scope of practice. That's, I'm not. I'm not a medical doctor. That's for you. I just have to go to the doctor. You just have to go to a primary care physician. Okay, so you can't. You you don't examine people medically in that no, regard. No, no, I don't. Check that. This is good. This is all fact finding for us. I, okay. Okay. So I should go to a clinic, or yes. I should just go a to my specialist. No- really, like a podiatrist, you should see a podiatrist. Yeah. Okay, so now this is getting confusing. So do podiatrists? often help to solve crimes as well? N- not that it's I know a, a of. It's a foot doctor. It's a, yeah, it's a foot doctor. Got it. So they have nothing to do. No, no. With the line of work that you do. No, not in my knowledge. I, would, I wouldn't. Unless it was foot related. Unless there was a, a murderer who killed people with their feet and they wanted to examine some sort of aspect. You know, then I, you'd, bring in, that, a, you'd that, bring in a podiatrist. I've read a lot of police departments are having podiatrists put on staff for that very same reason. Really? That's what my research is showing. Um, Dr. Scott, let me ask you this question. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, Richard Ramirez. Mm. Mm. Yeah. F, marry or kill. And there is a right answer. Excuse me, I F marry or kill, and F is. I I, I know what you mean. I I really don't think that's how I can answer that. Carolina, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, Ron, I don't feel Carolina. Com- I don't feel comfortable answering that. Come that's... on, it's for the show. It's for the show. Okay. Um. Okay. Based on their looks only, and acknowledging that it's a it's terrible what these guys did. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll say. Kill Richard Ramirez, um, Mary Ted Bundy, F Jeffrey Dahmer. Wow. Based on looks, I, I, Carolina. Are I, you serious? I can't even look at you right now. Disgusting. That is. You are disgusting, Scott. I apologize. I just, I would really recommend not any of those that, three with any of those three people. 
I'm not like planning Thank you. on it. It's a voice of reason. Okay. Here. Yeah. Yes. All right. Carolina. That's. This might be the lowest moment in the show. It's, for you, for all of us. You put me in this position. Whew. Oh, I knew this would be tough subject matter. I didn't realize yeah. it would it would bottom out this quickly. <clears throat> we have been cast upon the rocks. Let's see if we can't get this ship back into deep water. Sure. Dr. Scott, let me ask you this. If you are grouchy and you've had a bad day and you express that to some strangers, okay, does that make you a psychopath? No. Hmm. Okay. No, absolutely not. I mean, let's get a scope on a psychopath just to check some boxes. What is actually a psychopath? Well, it's a term that gets a lot of, uh, there's a crossover with another term called a sociopath. Mm -hmm. The way we look at it in the the big book of diagnosis, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. I have that book. Yes, it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. And there are criteria for people. It's by my my nightstand. That's some heavy mm-hmm. reading mm-hmm. for night. Mm-hmm. I'm just um, starting to read it. Okay. F- full disclosure. Okay. Um, so uh, it, those two things would fall under what we call antisocial personality disorder. And it's a constellation of behaviors and uh, uh, thought patterns in an individual that really show uh, a callous disregard and lack of empathy for other human beings. And uh, these individuals may involve themselves in criminal activities. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, there's actually a frighteningly high level of, uh, in the community, in the general population of antisocial personality disorder individuals, but some of them are quite successful. Fortune 500 companies actually look for many of the qualities of antisocial people to uh, put into very high positions because they will take chances uh, making decisions that you or I wouldn't wouldn't want to take risks take, making. So... So say someone, you're late for work twice in a row, and someone takes their mug of coffee, and um, when you turn around after apologizing, throws it at the back of your head, scalding your skin so you have to wear a weave and a wig for six months at your sister's wedding and you're a bridesmaid. I mean, this is a hypothetical that I would, I would, I would it's like an to... absolute hypothetical. Okay. Okay. Without. Hmm. And it, and it was a one-time thing. Hypothetically. Right. Okay. Because the hypothetical person in question didn't sleep for three days. Well, that actually is very interesting. You're bringing mm-hmm. in an additional factor because at the first part of the story, I would have said that, you know, uh, and the and, given the, a, and the person was hungry too. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, people can there are people who have extremely impulsive personalities, and maybe a lack of ability to regulate their internal experience of emotions. So okay. those people tend to act out more. But but they're but, not they're not a psychopath. N- no, but I would say that it's it, thank it's, you, Doctor Scott. But what I'm concerned about is someone. Nick, not, do you hear that in the booth? Yeah. Maybe they just have um, to say I'm sorry sometimes. Sometimes maybe they will. Emotional reparation can be very helpful in a work situation to help. But I bet a lot of those Fortune 500 company guys don't ever say sorry. I I doubt that they will. Well, they're in a different league than I would say. What if you were leaning out a window and you dropped a watermelon on your 
producer's car. Yeah, what if that happened? Well, that's a very and different... And you were doing it just for fun. It wasn't calculated. Is that a psychopath? That's giving me a lot more concern because that's intent, right? That's someone who intended to cause harm or uh, harassment to another individual. And what if that person didn't pay for the car's repair? And will never pay for that car's repair. The person who dropped the watermelon? Yes. Well, that's that shows sort of a callous disregard for responsibility, and I'd be concerned about that. I disagree. That, especially if they're in a power of position. I disagree, Scott. I but just, that's what this forum is for. Yes, yes, I would say so, yeah. Well, maybe in the future, in the hypothetical land, this, you know, this person says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to throw the coffee at your head. Really? I'm sorry about your weave. In, you know... Maybe that could happen. Maybe it did. Maybe it just happened. Maybe the person says that happened to says thank you. Mm. Okay. Sorry. Um. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, sure. Scott, let me ask you this: If a, this is a legal question, if a woman dumps you, can you have her arrested? Oh my God! Didn't Melinda dump you? In what manner did she dump you? Did it involve a criminal act? Don't look at me. Uh, hypothetically. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, this is what happened. I picked her up at, mm, gosh, 8 o'clock, because she said she had to work late. And um, it was our anniversary. We'd been going out two weeks. And uh, so it was going to be a special night. And um, so... I go to her apartment, and there's just a note on the door, mm-hmm. and there weren't any words. It was just a drawing of a middle finger. Okay. It says, that's for you, Ron. And you want to arrest her? Yes. I'd like to file charges. Well, I get, you know, in a situation like this, that I, I, I and from a forensic psychologist standpoint, well, let's let's talk. I about, can do that. No, I wouldn't say. Can that. Can I call my podiatrist and get them involved? Well, you should call your podiatrist about the. Other I know issue, I'm going to do that but anyway, not, but not for this. Okay. All right. So that's that's not an area you can go. No, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. That's not really breaking a law. What she did, I'm sure it hurt, but she didn't break a law. Scott, let me ask you this. How, how much interaction do you have in our, our penal system? Do you have to interact with prisons? Do you have to visit them? Yeah, I well, my uh, right out of grad school, I worked in uh, California State Prison for several years. And then following that, I worked at the Twin Towers Jail downtown. And in my current position, I actually go to court a lot, um, helping to advocate for the mentally ill in the Los Angeles community to get the help that they need. Have you ever been on people's court? Have you met Judge Wapner? I have not. I have not. If you ever come across him, could I hand you this football for you? Get? I'd love to get his autograph. I have a collection of autographed footballs. You know, I would love to help you out with that. I'm just not sure if I would ever really come in contact with him. I well, can't we'll, guarantee that we'll, would happen. We'll keep your contact information. And okay. if you ever think that you're in a position to meet Judge Wapner or Judge Judy, forget that would trump every. He's been, yeah, it really mean a lot to Ron. Um, that'd be great. I'll, I'll, I'll do what I can. So pri- back to prisons. Okay. Um, bad as they say it is or a good place for some alone time? 
for some people, I think it's a, a really good place to be. We have some, you know, we have some very dangerous people mm-hmm. um, that need to be removed from the community, and yeah, that's Melin- a good place. Melinda. Melinda. I don't think that she needs to be. My girlfriend. Oh. Ex-girlfriend. Ex, yeah. Mm. So prison isn't this romantic place that it looks like on television. Uh, I, I, yes you know, and no. I've seen some yes shows where I'm like, I could handle myself in prison. Old Ron Burgundy, he knows how to handle himself in a, in a fist fight. You know, you do have some good communication skills. You might be able to take a certain level. I, I would Thank you. I don't, yeah. Thank you. But for the long term, it wouldn't be the, the best environment for you, I don't think. Exactly. Um, O.J. Simpson, what do you know about his football career? You know, I'm not a sports guy. No. I just remember the Hertz commercials mainly. Do you know any of his stats? No. Actually, he was one of the first football players to rush 2,000 yards. That's correct. Wow. And he did that multiple times. He was a really amazing player. With the Buffalo Bills. He played his whole career, I believe, with the Buffalo Bills and then the uh, San Francisco um, 49ers. Sure. San Francisco. San Francisco. He moved a lot of rental cars. Yes. That, that can be said. Bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Who wrote that? Faulkner? I can almost guarantee that it wasn't Faulkner. I'm not sure who, who recorded that. but it When you're Faulkner. in court and you're walking down the hallway, do you in your profession and the like, do you guys, as you're walking down the hallway to kind of create a fun atmosphere, do you guys all sing that song? Bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Do you guys sing that to each other? No, you really, you really want to present as, as it, it sort of a professional. professional. Yeah, Got it. yeah. Do you get a lot of vacation time as a forensic psychologist? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's a good job. It's a good job. Regard. It's a great job. You create your own hours. Uh, not really. Forty hours a week um, for a large government agency. And it's six years of school run, so just think about it. Six years of school, and you cannot – sorry, I keep pushing this, but I have, it, I, I have a hard time believing that you're a doctor and you're still not allowed to operate on anyone. If you had to, if you had to take someone's tonsils out, would you do it? I, I would not know where to begin. It's a clinic. It's, you know, there's one that's like a 10 If we brought away. you back with all the right equipment and supervision – would you be up for taking Carolina's tonsils out? I don't even need that. I couldn't do that. It's elective surgery. It's fine. I feel it's not life threatening. I know, but I don't. I don't need that. I, I'm perfectly healthy. I don't know why you'd want me to go through that. Just kind of thinking of different things we could do. Just for a podcast episode. Well, you got to fill the time. Yeah. Dr. Scott, yes. Here's another question I have. Forensic meaning Latin for I don't know. <laughs> That's a really good question. What does forensic mean? Not everything has like a Latin root. Some words um are just originated from the English language. 
you know. But like a psychologist, do you make people lie down on a couch? In my private practice, if, if it feels appropriate and if it's needed by the client. Definitely. What if I were to visit you as a psychologist and I didn't want to lie on your couch? You would not have to. I would just pace the room. Uh, that's happened before. And I've, smoke cigarettes. We wouldn't allow that. But what if I was a psychopath and I needed to have my cigarettes? Otherwise, I'd get psycho. Well, when you put it that way, we might be able to make some kind of accommodations. Yeah. I so mean, you have to, to be flexible. Sounds like you have to be flexible. Right. And we have to look for, you know, the safe, your safety as well mm-hmm. as my safety in that situation. Yeah. It was so fascinating. Before you got here, we, we stumbled across the, the fact that uh, I had no idea that the Zodiac Killer uh, was Senator Ted Cruz. Well, that's, I don't know about that information. It, that's a that's a popular um, to my understanding that's a, a really popular meme or mm-hmm. area of of humor in the community right now. But I, I'm not really I'm not even sure the ages would really match up because meme, they are, meme. Are you referring to a meme? A meme. Yeah, I'm sorry, I pronounced it. Did I pronounce? No, it? No, that's correct. It's just a. But it's spelled M E M E. Yeah, it's a hard E in the middle. Oh. It's it's tricky. Okay. Because whenever I read it, I think in my head, mime. Well, that's an interesting mime. Yeah, no, that's like a French pronunciation. I, w- I, don't know. I think it's just a hard meme. Do you ever think of going to France while we're on the subject? I think and about pra- it all the time. And that, practicing uh, there? I, no, I think you'd, it'd probably be better. I mean, if I was going to, uh, you would really need to be facile with the language. Do you think there's more action in France from a criminal standpoint? I don't think so. I think we have a lot more here in the U.S. We've got too much, if you ask me. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, and what is your thoughts on if video games produce violent individuals? Oh, that's a good question, Carolina. Yes. You know, now this- video games, we're talking Frogger. We're talking Atari Tank Battle. We're talking the really violent games. Um, Asteroids, I can, Starsky and Hutch pinball machine. Yeah, I can almost guarantee that those would definitely not even be in consideration for oh. inciting violence. Okay, yeah, but, those, these, those but everyone's talking about violence in video games. Well, I mean, I, I think the the debate is about whether or not exposing young children to Donkey violent, Kong. Uh not so much. More like Grand Theft Auto. Halo, first-person shooters, but then again, we don't really have any. I'm not familiar with those. Oh, there, mm. but we don't really have any statistical. Um, there's there are no numbers that really back up that there's a direct correlation between exposures to those games. What about vape pens? Well, we're talking about the youth. Sure. Do I'm, they contribute to violence amongst uh, youths? I would not say they contribute to violence. I would really be concerned about their contributing to health concerns, long-term health concerns. Although I'm not a medical doctor, I'm just reading the research. Yeah, watch it. I know, I don't want to. Watch it. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, my back is killing me. But Scott, you can't do anything about it. I got to remember to take my Dones back pills. I mean, yeah, you know what I'm going to say. I just really think you haven't seen a doctor in four, six years? 46 years. Not four to six. Okay. 46 years. That's insane. And I'm still trucking. 
But you you say your teeth hurt all the time. You know what my doctor is? What? My doctor is waking up at 6.30 a.m. every morning, drinking two raw eggs, goggling with a about two fingers of scotch, and uh, hitting the heavy bag. That's my doctor. Jesus. All right? I'd be really concerned about that. I mean, do you have have you had a colon? No one asked you, Scott. It's just a human Sorry. perspective. Yeah. I'd like to do a colonoscopy of the human brain, you know? Like how it works. Because this episode has been fascinating. Fascinating. To get into the mind of a killer. Woo. I wouldn't describe that as a colonoscopy, I would just say. Have they ever solved... That's another case we didn't bring up, the colonoscopy killer, um, which I believe took place up near Fresno. <laughs> I'm not familiar. It was a, a gentleman posing as a doctor, uh-huh. just like Scott. Uh, no, who, he's a real... Okay. Who was killing people through giving them colonoscopies. And he just gave them a colonoscopy? And then it was lights out. Yeah. That's... Look it up. Research it. Okay. You're so into research, Carolina. Just look it up. Look it up. Well, anything else we need to uh, ask uh, Dr. Scott here? Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Scott. We um, we really appreciate we it. Thank you. Our relationship um, as coworkers. I think that uh, Ron learned a lot about how to mend things with his ex-girlfriend and that doesn't necessarily have to do with prison or arrest no it can just be and it was just it was informative and helpful i realized i can't have my ex-girlfriend arrested right um Mm -hmm. just for breaking up with me yeah which i was about to pay a lot of money for legal help to you know exercise that but i'm not going to do it now so um but we uh, we really appreciate what you do, your expertise. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you very much. We'll be right back. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We are back here at the Ron Burgundy Podcast here with Carolina. We're going to do our uh, fact check. How how'd we do today, Carolina? Um, you know, we did pretty, pretty flawless, if I remember correctly. You know, we have some stuff actually. Okay. Um, so Google Gaga, it's Lady Gaga, right? Lady Gaga, not Lady, not Lady Google Gaga. Mm-mm. Okay, Quite great. Um, I have Judge Wapner actually passed away last year, so no. Yeah. Oh no. So the. Fo- I feel t- am I never going to get my football signed. Sure. Oh, I'm the most unlucky human in the world. I don't know about that. I think it's... I'm having the worst day. Okay, let's move on. Um, Why am I so cursed? I don't think that seems... That would have really completed my whole judicial set of signed footballs. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm oh, sorry. I'm gosh. All right, go on. Um, Whole Foods, not you. What did I say? Hold Foods. Oh. See, I always thought it was hold foods. Like, hold the foods for me so that I can come to your store and buy them. Mm. Like, hold on to them. Hold foods. No, incorrect. So it's Whole Foods? Whole Foods. Well, that's a terrible name for a market. Just means like organic. Um, and then uh, we looked it up. There is no records of a colonoscopy killer. There isn't? Uh, and I actually remember when you showed me your dream journal. Sure. I think that was just a nightmare that you had. Oh, I remember. that I wrote in. Yeah. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. Guilty as charged. It happens. Yep. It happens. And also, um, it's San Francisco, the city, um, not San Francisco. No, it's San Francisco rice the San Francisco treat, because they put saffron in the rice No, it's, I don't, I mean, I don't know that. Um, I see what you're saying. The it's, city itself is San Francisco. Correct. But don't call it Frisco. Sure. To anyone from the Bay Area, they'll punch you in the face. I don't, I don't know why they're so particular about that. Yeah. You know... People in San Francisco, it bugs them so much. That's why whenever I'm up there, I just call it Frisco. It drives them nuts. 
my little way of tweaking them. Mm. Anyway, final thoughts. Today we learned a whole heck of a lot. I think we learned about the legal process. We learned that Carolina would marry an F, a convicted serial killer. I... Uh, surprising. Shocking. We also learned that some people just don't even want to be in prison. This is Ron Burgundy. See you next Thursday on the Ron Burgundy Podcast. The Ron Burgundy Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio Podcast Network and Funny or Die. I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm the host, writer, and executive producer. Carolina Barlow is my co-host, writer, and producer. The show is also produced by Whitney Hodak, Jack O'Brien, Miles Gray, and Nick Stubb. Our executive producer is Mike Farah. Our consulting producer is Andrew Steele. Our associate producer is Anna Hosnier. Our writer is Jake Fogeles. Our production supervisor is Colin McDougall. This episode was engineered, mixed, and edited by Nick Stump. Until next time, this is Ron Burgundy. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.